Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. And, you know, sometimes there seem to be topics that are too embarrassing or improper to talk about, but are very important nonetheless. Well, we're going to try and change that perspective a bit today. Our guests, Mallory Swick, Kathleen Waite, and Jeff Roberts, can talk about the importance of education and sharing when it comes to the health of our bowels. Yeah. They represent an organization dedicated to raising awareness about the inflammatory bowel diseases, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis. It's the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. Mallory, Jeff, and Kathleen, welcome. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. Um, You guys take part in uh, something kind of big. It's a fundraiser that, that Crohn's and Colitis Foundation put on. It's a way to raise awareness and money for and talking about. Crohn's and colitis disease. I guess we have to start before we get to, you know, bigger parts of today's, you know, discussion, what the Take Steps Walk is all about and what the research does. We've got to talk about uh, what is that Crohn's disease? What is colitis? So a lot of people, you know, it's one of those uh, inflammatory bowel disease. People hear it and they go, I don't need to know about it because I don't have it. (laughs) So give us the, who wants to give us the basics and the rundown here to start us off? Sure, I'll start. Uh, This is Kathleen. Um, So Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are types of inflammatory bowel disease. Um, So it's inflammation in your gastrointestinal tract um, that can cause severe pain. It can result in surgeries, um, very invasive treatments and and medications. Um, And these are lifelong diseases. There are no cures for these autoimmune diseases. Um, And they affect children, adults. Um, It's one in 200 people. So you think about how many people you've got how many friends on your Facebook page, and you, you know someone with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. You may not know it because people don't talk about it, um, but uh, but odds are you do know someone with it. It's just very isolating because, as you said, it can be improper to talk about uh, what goes on in the bathroom or your abdominal pain, um, and so that's why uh, that's why there's not enough awareness, and that's what, what we're doing here. And so, like you said, it's it's chronic, right? Yes. It, it can la- it lasts forever. Whole life so yeah. the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, you guys are working toward research to figure out some of these answers as well as to help patients live with it, right? So there's some programs and things you guys do, the uh, um, support groups and online communities, right? Right. So our, our mission is to cure these diseases. Ultimately, that's that's the lifelong. That's the dream here. We want to be uh, we want to be out of a job. We don't want to be um, walking or, or doing any of this anymore. We don't want anyone to be suffering. But in the meantime, um, we are here. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is here to um, help improve the quality of life of of the 1.6 million children and adults living with these diseases. Um, and so, as you said, we have support groups. We have online um, programs where people can connect with one another. There's a peer-to-peer program called Power of Two, where you can speak with a mentor, um, and one of our an education program so that people can make informed decisions about their treatment plans and, and know what's going on in their bodies with the disease. Um, and one of our our most our, our biggest uh, support programs is Camp Oasis, uh, which is a summer camp program for children with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, um, where they can feel normal with and, and understood among their peers. Um, and uh, and it's a really special and, and unique program that we put on. The um, Jeff, I guess I want to turn to you because yeah. you have two sons uh, this year at the uh, Take Steps Walk, which supports us every year. Your sons are the 
honored uh, heroes. Correct. Uh, they've been uh, diagnosed for several years now with, with is it Crohn's or colitis? One well, or the both other. Both my boys have Crohn's. Crohn's disease. disease. Yeah. And they've been to Camp Oasis, right? Yes. And so, and they've been in the the walk each year before. So, Correct. So they know what we're talking about. Kathleen yes. mentioned, uh, yeah, it's not like you, people think about, oh, it must be an old person's disease. We're talking about their bowels. This attacks anyone. What kind of... Correct. As a diagnosis hit, how young were the boys? And was it easily diagnosed by a family doctor? Or did this take some time? Or? No, it was something that when we look back... My uh, oldest son was diagnosed, Ethan, was diagnosed when he was just about turning six and right before he started kindergarten is when he was diagnosed. And so looking back, we kind of feel like he, we saw symptoms, but we didn't know what they were. We thought maybe he was just having like a stomach flu or something like that when he was much younger. A lot of stomach pains. A lot of stomach pains and had issues of uh, bouts of diarrhea and stuff like that that had happened. And... Looking back, we kind of think he was maybe more when he was three when we look back as parents going, I think those were actual flare-ups of the disease process versus him having a stomach illness that was going on at that time. But he wasn't able to convey to us what was really going on until then. And so right before he started kindergarten is when we got the diagnosis, like I want to say about three weeks prior to him going to uh, kindergarten, and so he ended up having to go on to a steroid uh, to help get his body into uh, a more proper balance of things. And then we started the treatment process, which was about a year and a half worth of experimenting with different drugs, trying to figure out what was going to work for him. And then he found one that worked for about a year and a half, and then that one ended up not working anymore. Then he's been on a medication now that's been good for the last four years, five years now. So Wow. So that makes me, gosh, people hearing this think, oh, there is medication that can handle this. It's, <laughs> wow, that doesn't seem the case. I mean, it can handle it. Right. But it's this is a constantly moving disease. Correct. Wow. It's Correct. kind of a, a game of trial and error, which is one of the most frustrating <coughs> things is that what works for one person won't work for another person. And so... You're just you're left to try one medication, see how it goes, and then maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, and then you try another one, you try another one, and it's really frustrating. And, and one of the things that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is pursuing is how do we know in advance which treatment option is going to work for which patient so that we can take that trial and error out of it and just know right from the bat this is what's going to work for you, and we're going to get you on that treatment so you can get back in school and on the soccer field or whatever yeah. it is. To and be. it was interesting because when my second son got diagnosed a few years later, um, we fought for him not to go through all the initial medications that some of the doctors want to prescribe. We said, hey, this one medication has been working really well mm-hmm. for our son, and then um, we had to kind of go through some insurance scuffles of insurance not wanting to kind of really go for it. And then our doctor had to basically prove or kind of say, hey, this is why we're doing this. If there's a family history, this has worked really well for his older son. And so, therefore, we would like to start off with this one versus going through these trial and errors of these medications. And so, finally, the drug company allowed that to happen. And so, my youngest son has only been on the one drug and has had remarkable success with, both my boys have had remarkable success with um, the one medication that they're on and they're very active and run track and play soccer and have as normal of a life as you can. There are still moments that they have bad days um, or 
maybe a bad week that's going on. But overall, the compared to where things were at for my older son, he kind of paved the way for my younger son in going through that trial and error, which is awful to say, but it, it's kind of what he did. And yeah. he kind of um, made an easier road for my younger my younger son. Well, speaking as a younger brother who looked up to his big brothers uh, <laughs> as, as a young boy, right. uh, hopefully, is it Noah, the yes. youngest? Does he yes. look up to his, his big brother? Yeah, Ethan, you uh, know. Said, oh, thanks for... Well, I don't, I don't know if it's so much that there's there's the normal uh, brothers, you know, scuffles and, and stuff like that, you know, that they have. But I, I think that he realizes that, like, when it came to, like, Camp Oasis and uh, going to, to camp, it was the first time that Noah really had left us for the first time, besides going to maybe, like, Grandma and Grandpa's house or whatever. And so Ethan had already been there. I was like super excited about it. So that kind of stuff made it very easy for then Noah to go, oh, this is going to be a fun, fun week for me to have. So it made it much easier for that too. So it just kind of made a really good uh, path paved for yeah. for him. So as, you, as we're talking about two brothers having it uh, and what we do and don't know about the diseases, um, was there something that made you that would leave your doctor say, "Well, he's going to have it because he has it," or do they know that it's hereditary? It's no. not hereditary. Are there genes that say, "Yes, you're going to have it"? Or you, any? What do they know? I mean, There's what are they learning? There's so much that we don't know. Wow. Um, and genetics <coughs> is one of the specific initiatives that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is is pursuing to figure out what we don't know. Um, we we do know that about one in four. Uh, patients with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis will have an immediate family member who also has Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. We know there's correlation with other autoimmune diseases like multiple multiple sclerosis or uh, lupus or psoriasis. Um, But there are plenty of people who have Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis and don't have anyone else in their family who has the disease um, or one of the diseases. And then there are people like the Roberts family where it's both mm. boys, and so it's um, it's it's really there's so much that we don't know. More research needs to be done. Yeah, so more research does need to be known, and the, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation raising money, right, Mallory? Mm-hmm. I mean, so coming up this Saturday, right? Yeah. Uh, the annual Take Steps Walk, right? Yeah, Take Steps is a program that the Crohn's and Colitis puts Foundation puts on nationwide. Um, so nationwide, there's about 120 of these walks. Oh, good. Yeah, so we have one here locally in Seattle, and this year it's going to be at Lincoln Park in West Seattle, which is um, a new location for us, and we're really excited. It's right by the water. You can see all the ferries going by. Oh, this should be a beautiful time of year to be at that park. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. You have all the mountains in the background. But anyway, it's a great opportunity for people to come out and get involved with our foundation. Our main goals and objectives with the Take Steps Walk is to connect, inspire, and empower our patients. So it's really about getting our community together um, and showing our patients that we're here to support them, not just as a foundation, but we have the local doctors and nurses come out. We have camp counselors from Camp Oasis who come out, mental health professionals. You have these pharmaceutical companies that our patients interact with every day are out there. And um, it's just really a chance for everybody to kind of get together and uh, work towards the cause of, um, you know, achieving our mission of finding cures. Okay. So before we go beyond it, how do people find out more about the walk? So it's coming up real soon, Saturday. And if they don't want to join the walk, they can support somebody who is walking, right, to raise exactly. money. Okay, how do people do this? So our main website is cctakesteps.org. And locally, you can find our um, walk by going backslash Western Washington. 
Um, so cctakesteps.org slash Western Washington is where you can sign up to participate. Uh, you'll also see Jeff and his boys on our website and their full story, which is awesome. And you can donate directly to their page if you want, if you're inspired by them. That'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, if you don't plan on joining us that day. Um, but there's lots of opportunities to get involved. We love having teams and individuals come out. We also have a 5K component to this walk here in Seattle, so people can register if you're a runner. Uh, it's a really great, nice wooded path around Lincoln Park. So lots of ways to get involved, and the website has all the information on how to do so. So uh, people who uh, – this is a great thing to support people like this. So like uh, Kathleen said earlier, one in 200 people have a so If people are thinking, okay, I guess it's time for me to tell other people I have have it, I'm going to go to this walk and ask for their support. You can do it like, I don't know, make a website and say, or through Facebook. Exactly. Come. Yeah. When you register for the walk, it'll automatically create a website for oh, you, cool. which is really great. So you can just plug in a photo and share your story if you're comfortable with that. It also has some ideas on how to share other people's stories if you're not quite ready to share your own yet. Um, but it's a really great way to use social media. You can share your website on there. You can email it out to friends and family. And it's so amazing how quickly those dollars come in when you're, um, you know, willing to put your name out there with a cause that's so important to you. Well, this is a tenth year. So this is kind of a yeah. celebratory year. What is, what is anything bigger, different, or is yeah. there a, like a goal of a billion dollars you're trying to <laughs> yes, raise? Yes, we are trying to raise a billion dollars. No, so this year is the tenth anniversary of Take Steps Nationwide, and here in Seattle, we've had it here for all ten years. So we're calling it our decade of difference, and we are going to be really highlighting at the walk um, what the foundation has done in the last 10 years as far as research and patient initiatives and those support programs that Kathleen was talking about. And we're also recognizing our patients and Take Steps participants who have really made a big difference over the last 10 years. So people who have raised over $10,000 will get some special recognition um, and sponsors at the same level. But it's really going to be a big celebration this year. We're pulling out all the stops. We also have a new program called Pace Setter. So anybody who raises $100 or more gets a really cool VIP experience while you're there with barbecue and the, like reserve seating and special t-shirts and pennants. So it's going to be fun. really it's good barbecue. It is really it's good barbecue. Really good. <laughs> well, can the, uh, other people just come down and watch this fun and sort of then join in? Of is there a way course. to donate and say, oh, I, I mean, so it's Lincoln Park, yep. right? West Seattle along the waterfront. Yep. And it starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. That's when all of our activities, um, there's a big kids zone with the bounce house and all that will open at one o'clock and then the race itself will kick off around 2.30. Now, is it competitive? You said race once or twice. Do your kids take this as a race? So <laughs> last year was the first year that the actual race, the 5K happened and uh, it was a great thing. The boys enjoyed it and so they were actually trying to race against some of the adults <laughs> and actually did quite they did well. did really well, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think my oldest son and my youngest son, they placed like third or fourth out yeah. of everybody that's <laughs> ran. So... They did really, really well. Um, so, yeah, so it is definitely a race uh, with recognition um, for— We have some great prizes, yeah. too, for the top um, male and female finishers of oh, the race. Fun. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff's kids actually inspired us to have our first little kids dash this year, too, though I'm sure Ethan and Noah will be still participating in the adult side of it. Correct. <laughs> um, since they did so well. But And you can walk, too. And you bring yes. your Definitely dog, walk. bring your stroller. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so the money raised from something like this, as well as going to CCF uh, National for Organization, it supports Camp Oasis, right? So— Along with a, a day like this, take steps coming up Saturday, a whole week, right? Correct. A camp oasis is a way for these uh, 
Well, this is for the kids, not just all the oh, age, it's for the people adults every too. Age. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to that part for okay. you if you like. So, well, tell me about Camp Oasis and what that experience is like, and what that really offers. Uh, the kids and what age groups are we talking about that get to participate at Camp Oasis and how a week of seeing other kids in the mm-hmm. same situation right. is what if that's you want to like. give the specifics then I'll, I'll yeah, go I'll on to the personal experience of it if you yeah. like. Um, so it's for children entering grades 2 through 12 in the fall so it's about ages 7 to 17 um, so it's quite a wide range of ages um, but what's really special about that is that the campers can see other kids and teens um, in different ages at different phases of their lives um, who are living with these diseases they're um, they're participating in sports, they're going on vacations, they're running for student council, whatever that is. Um, and in each cabin, there are cabin counselors who also who are adults who have Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. So they can see have those adult role models who are in college, they're studying abroad, they're married, they have kids. Um, and so it's it just further reinforces that you can have a normal life. Um, this disease does not have to define you, um, and you can you can uh, be a full uh, fully. Uh, productive adult in, in your life. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, these are very isolating diseases, so it's really right. special for the families. And so, like, for us, for a family that has two boys, um, it's something that is nice as for parents because there's doctors and nurses that are there that we know that when we drop our kids off that they're going to be well taken care of, that if there is an emergency or something that arises, that if they have an issue with their uh, Crohn's or colitis disease, that there's somebody there that is going to be able to help them during that time frame. And so um, it makes it to where it's also a break for us as parents because you're always going and sure. there's lots of doctor's appointments and you're waiting for that test. You're waiting for all these different things. There's different issues just day to day that... Um, so you can uh, recharge your batteries. So it's, uh, it's a time for the parents to recharge their batteries, which is great. It's also a time that I've noticed that if like... We're lucky because we have both our boys that go, so it gives my wife and I a chance. But for the families that have maybe one child but have a family member, uh, they have other kids, then it gives them a chance to spend time with the other kids because sometimes when you're going up to children's multiple times to get your medication, uh, you know, for my one son, we were going up to children's once a month. And so you're going up there and you're taking your time away from your other child. Because, it's all about Billy. It's right. all about Billy. <laughs> right. I don't get any attention. And, and so it gives that family a chance to spend time with their other kids um, and, and focus on, on them. And then it's great for the kids and the boys, both Ethan and Noah, I know enjoy it because it's a time that mom and dad maybe aren't saying no to this. And the counselors are kind of having a fun time and, and making it enjoyable. And they, they get to see the other kids and counselors and staff and people that have given them the injections or given them the medicines on a different light versus the maybe the negative side of that person's giving me the owl of a shot or an IV start or whatever is, hey, they're the one that's playing the game with me now and is having a great time and sees the personal side of that individual, and hey, they're not a mean person too. They're <laughs> they're they're a great human. They're having they're having a fun fun time, and so it's just been really good for the boys to to see the different ages and have that week that they actually get to recharge their batteries with other kids and seeing. The, the fun and the enjoyment that they get out of it has just been amazing. That sounds awesome. Is this in a particular location or does it move from year to year? Is yeah, it- we, uh, we host every year at YMCA Camp Coleman. 
Uh, so it's out in Long Branch, past Gay Carbo. Oh, I know, do know yeah. where that is. That's yeah. beautiful right down on the there. Olympic Peninsula. So we partner with the YMCA. We also have very strong partnerships with Seattle Children's, with Swedish, um, for those doctors and nurses who come out, and mental health professionals who take care of the kids all week. We are talking this morning about inflammable bowel diseases with Mallory Swick, Jeff Roberts, and Kathleen Waite, who are active in getting the public informed and educated. The Take Steps Walk uh, raises money for Crohn's and colitis diseases, uh, raises awareness as well. So this year's Take Steps Walk, it's this Saturday, June 9th, Lincoln Park in West Seattle, 1 o'clock. People can start a team or support one online. Let me get, see if I get this right, Mallory. cctakesteps.org slash Western Washington. That is correct. All right, CC for Crohn's colitis. Yep. Take Steps, that's the name of the walk. .org, that means you're a nonprofit entity. And Western Washington, that's that's us, baby. That's where we are. Okay. <laughs> CCTakesteps.org slash Western Washington. Um, yeah, so I don't know where let's talk about more of that money. What raised it, the research? Are we pointing toward mm-hmm. the future where, okay, we are getting a grip on some of these aspects of what's so hard to figure out about? I mean, colitis, it sounds like um, it mistakes just like food for something that needs to attack it like it's an autoimmune system. Is that what that means? When so, it's just, yeah, gonna... so with autoimmune diseases, it's your body identifying itself as, as an attack. That's not a good way to say I, I, it. I know it's not right. I'm not <laughs> a doctor. Your body attacking, attacking itself. itself. So, um, so with different autoimmune diseases, it's, it's attacking different parts of the body. So in this case, it's the, it's the GI tract. It's the gastrointestinal tract. Um, and so by attacking, it causes inflammation. And so I've heard it described as it's kind of like a sunburn, but on the inside, like the inside of, of your of your intestines. Um, and so that hurts. That causes irritation. That makes it um, painful to eat. Um, it can cause um, narrowing, and, so, and that causes pain. There's uh, fatigue, malnutrition. There's a lot of things that can go alongside of that. And so as you... The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation raises money. So this, what'd you say, all over the country, there's hundreds of chapters or about 100? We do 120 walks across the country. And so that means a lot of money really is being raised. Yeah. There's a national foundation. There's like, it must be then I'm thinking a board of trustees that decides <laughs> here's where we're sending our money. Is that... Is that it's a, it's a very so, um, complex process. There's a national scientific advisory committee. It's It's... More than 100 people, it's professionals from around the country who specialize in IBD and inflammatory bowel disease and different aspects of it. But um, one, one thing that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been doing in recent years is really taking advantage of our unique position as um, to, to be able to unite researchers from across different centers around the country um, so that they can share their findings and help accelerate science, get us closer to cures faster and, and improve treatments in the meantime. Uh, I mean, many years ago, there were very few treatments, and now every year new things are being approved by the FDA for Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Jeff, is and, that your uh, well, was, finding as well? Yeah, it is, because I was just going to mention that I have a couple coworkers that had made mention to me uh, finding out that my kids had Crohn's, that I had one uh, co-worker that had said that his sister passed away at mm-hmm. a very young age from complications from Crohn's. And so that was not, he's my age. And so I'm not that old, I don't think. And so <laughs> it's one of those things that, you know, back when she was in college age time frame, um, that was when she was having these complications and the medications just were not there. Mm-hmm. Now, through the research, through the money that we're raising the Saturday and 
continuing on. This helps go towards those new researches to help fund those type of things. So that way the medications are becoming better, longer lasting, not having the, not the dropout, but the... Um, they stop working yeah. sometimes in some patients. We also don't know right. about that. But yeah, and also surgical tr- uh, techniques and dietary therapy. There's so many different things, different avenues that we're able to look at Correct. now. Yeah. So as your kids have been getting older, Correct. medication will continue to change and therapies, like you said. So surgery, I guess I didn't even go there. Do, do they so, find that there are good ways to permanently use surgery to say, oh, this is going to fix something, or that's probably way off. I don't know. That yeah, doesn't sound right. So with ulcerative colitis, it's it's only in the colon. So if you remove the colon, then you are technically cured. And I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, you can't okay. see it on the radio. That's good for radio. <laughs> but <laughs> the, um, the, the catch is um, these are these are whole body diseases. And so even if your colon is gone, you still have ulcerative colitis. It can appear in joints. It can appear in eye inflammation, in your liver, in your lungs. Um, so it's not, we really don't have cures. Um, and even with medications, you can have a normal life. You can be in remission, but you still have to take this medication. And there can be side effects of medication. So there, we have Band-Aids. We just have little patches to make life better, but we it's not good enough. And how about as diet restrictions? Have they found that change in diet helps and doesn't help? And are your kids always watching what they do and how long it's been since they had medication? I mean, so at a young age, it's right. got to be hard to manage your own health. And Right. So it's very tricky. Um, when we were starting off, my oldest son had much stricter diet. And so we started off actually going to allergy doctors and stuff like that, trying to see if before Crohn's and colitis, uh, the Crohn's disease uh, diagnosis, we were trying allergy doctors and stuff like that, trying to see what was going on there. And so we ended up doing a lot of food restrictions and stuff like that. And with the medications that Ethan and Noah are on now, they're able to eat a fairly normal diet. Um, there are things that they have to stay away from because they could um, nick or scratch your intestinal lining. And so that happens, then that can kind of create a spot where your body's going, okay, hey, start kind of almost like attacking that area instead of repairing it. If you get, let's say, popcorn uh, with the kernels in it, if you eat that, that can come down the GI tract and then it can scratch. And then it's something that then your body says, hey, we need to attack this versus repair this. And so it's one of those things that there's certain foods that you try to stay away from. It's not to say that my boys have not had popcorn, (laughs) um, but it's one of those things that you just try to limit what they do have and... Um, maybe try to find some other food that is similar to that. And um, there are other people out there that do try to do things with a more diet, more stricter diet. Uh, we found for us it's very hard with two teenage boys to do a diet restriction. They're, they have to make their own choices at this point in their life. But I'm guessing this is kind of where this Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and their resources sort of kick in where you can find the support, say, try this. This doesn't work for us, but you know what? Try that or, or ask your doctor about this. Or I mean, that's got to be going on now, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has a lot of um, information about <laughs> about disease and about different treatments and, and suggested questions to ask your doctors. But then also meeting other people with the diseases 
you know, it's it's so individualized. Like, it's what works for one person isn't going to work for another. But maybe you hear what one person's doing, and it, and it makes you think about something that well, you, you want to talk about with your doctor. Your doctor. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, we're going to have to wrap this up, you guys. Did we forget anything? Any big stories, uh, aspect of, of Crohn's and colitis, or maybe the Take Steps Walk? Let's mention that again, how people can support the that coming up this Saturday, right? Yeah, it's this Saturday, June 9th at Lincoln Park. Festival opens at 1 o'clock, and that's when all the fun and action starts, and our 5K walk and run will kick off at 2.30. And you can register at cctakesteps.org slash Western Washington. That's our phone number, too. People can call and just get information about Crohn's and colitis if they have a question or two, and the website probably does. Yeah, so locally we have a a chapter based in Bellevue. Uh, So you can call our office, and we can connect you with whatever you're looking for. So the number for that is 425-451-451. Eight four five five. All right, Mallory. People just got their pencil. You have to repeat <laughs> it, it now. Again. You have to say Let's do it, it again. again. <laughs> it's four two five four five one. 8455, and that will connect you with our local office. Great. Hey, guys, thank you so much for being here and sharing thank with you. us. This is a big topic, and just like you said, enough people have this, and we don't know enough about it, so we got to keep working. I can't thank you guys enough for being here. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Last, is it just that there's a community? There's so much we don't know, but you're not alone. There is this huge community. You can come to take steps. You can see people there. You can, so it is, there are people here to support you. That's a great way to wrap it. This is a community of folks. Yes. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for saying that. We have been talking today with Mallory Swick, Kathleen Waite, and Jeff Roberts, proud father of this year's Honored Heroes for the Northwest Chapter of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, the Take Steps Walk. Thanks for coming in, you guys. Good luck on the Take Steps Walk uh, Saturday. I know it'll be a big success. And really, a bigger thanks to all the difference you've been making for people's lives who are living with Crohn's and Colitis. Thanks so much. Thank you Thank so you. much. Have a good day. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.